What's up, Hyperfascination? On this episode of the show, I sat down with Tarek Al Musa. Tarek has committed decades to becoming one of the most successful and foremost real estate experts in the world. He's the co-star of the hit TV show Flip or Flop and the star of Flipping 101, both on HGTV. His dedication and passion for real estate has created a large portfolio of single-family properties, a wholesale and fix and flip real estate company, and a real estate investing education company. Tarek's tremendous success and notoriety now allow him to focus on what he sees as his primary mission, which is helping as many people as possible find success through real estate, which led him to the inception of TEM Capital. Welcome to an amazing show, Tarek. Welcome to the show today, Tarek. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited to have you on. We were talking about this show or before the show. You've got so many different things going on, you know, different ways of helping real estate agents, different ways of helping investors, uh, doing it for you. You know, you're kind of doing like the here's how you do it. I'll do it with you or or, yeah. or, or I'll do it for you. All these different options in real estate. So give us a little background uh, on how you got to this point in your amazing real estate career and, and all that good stuff. Ooh, so you want you want the uh, the shorter version or the longer version? The sh- yeah, just the as long as you want. <laughs> as long as I want. Okay, I'll tell you the story then. You know, so you know, I actually graduated high school back in two thousand. Uh, right out of high school, I was delivering pizza and I was going to college. I, I saw a, a sign up one day, make fourteen bucks an hour. I said, "What is this?" I can make 14 bucks an hour. I ended up going to a meeting. It was for Vector Marketing, a company called Cutco. So mm-hmm. that was my first time in sales. I was actually selling kitchen knives. And I went through the nor- normal family and friends thing. And once I got through that, I just kept going. It turns out I was a pretty good salesperson. And I was making pretty good money. I moved out after a couple of months of doing it. And one day, I lost my sales book. <laughs> In my sales book, it had the database of every lead, every contact, every transaction. Oh. And yeah, and I literally put myself out of business and that was it. So I had no money right away. I didn't have the time to start rebuilding everything. I was totally broke. I was trying to go back to delivering pizza until I figured it out. Uh, one day I was at a Washington Mutual ATM. I was staring at the ATM machine and I had no money, man. And I had a moment. I call this a defining moment. I was like, man, what am I going to do? You know, and I I looked up to the right and I was just like upset about life. And I saw a crooked sign. Sign said, wise old owl real estate school. So I I had a moment. And I was like, you know what? If I could sell those knives, I could probably sell those houses. So I walked across the parking lot, signed up for real estate school, uh, ended up getting my real estate license after months and months of watching VHS training videos from the 80s. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then from there, I got into real estate. So now um, I'm right about 20 years old. I have a license. I get my first job at Coldwell Banker. It was an old medical building. And man, I was young. I was hungry. I was motivated. I was excited. The first six months in the business completely struck out. Didn't know what to do. I got no deals. I was in the office all the time, waiting for the phone to ring on the floor time ads. Nothing happened. And about the six month mark, you know, I started talking to my parents and I was like, man, what what do you guys think I should do? You know, my mom said, no real estate, go back to school, you know, go to school, go to school, go to school. But I hated school. I want to do anything but go to school, you know? So 
my dad told me, he's like, listen, don't give up. You got to keep going. My whole life, my dad's been my biggest coach, mostly through sports. And um, right around that same time, I got a flyer in my box. It was for a free training event uh, by this gentleman named Mike Ferry. I'm sure you heard of Mike Ferry. So anyways, oh, yeah. I, I go to this free event, man. Mike was my, Mike's a rock star. He's my hero, right? Like he was my, my mentor when I was growing up. I wanted to be like Mike and not Michael Jordan. I'm talking about Mike Ferry. So I go to this event and Mike convinced me that like I could do anything. He convinced me I'd be unstoppable. He convinced me I'd sell tons of houses. He literally convinced me I could do anything. Uh, and the one thing he also did was show me that there are something called expired listings. So that day I signed up for coaching with the Mike Ferry program. And at the time I was 20 years old, I had no money. So I put it on the credit card. And um, I had just broken up with my girlfriend. My parents got divorced. So I had nowhere to go and called my mom. I was like, hey, mom, I, I need to move back home. She's like, I'm sorry. I just rented out your bedroom. <laughs> I was like, well, shit, what am I going to do? And then I was like, well, can I can I sleep in the garage? And she's like, the garage? And she's she's like, I mean, if you want. But here's the thing. It, it was a garage. Like you hit the clicker, the thing opened. And there was a dirt bike in there. My jet ski was in there, spray paint cans. Like it was a real garage. So I rolled a cot into this garage and now I'm signing up for coaching, which I couldn't afford, but it was on my credit card. And I was at like rock bottom. I'm 20 years old. I'm making no money. I'm living in a garage. You got cockroaches and spiders and I'm desperate. So here's what I did. I told my, myself, young Tarek, I was like, you got 90 days. You have 90 days to prove that you can make it in real estate under this coaching, or you're gonna to have to go back to college. And that was the rule I, I set for myself. So for 90 days, I put my head down. I worked six days a week. I only went after expired listings. I was working 12 to 14 hour days, making 50, 60 contacts a day. And after 90 days, something really incredible happened. I ended up making about $120,000 in real estate commissions. So wow. I went from, yeah, it was life-changing, like overnight. And I went from being this broke kid. That's, in a that's, that's a lot, just to put this in perspective uh, and maybe to date you a little bit, that's a lot of money today to be doing, but in, I think we're talking early 2000s, 2001, like that's- yeah, probably about, <clears throat> yeah, probably about 200, today, probably 200 plus today. So I was 20 years old, made 200 grand in today's dollars in 90 days. So the one thing I learned about real estate is you can, you know, everybody says everything thinks, takes so much time. It doesn't take a lot of time. Like if you, if you're tenacious, if you take action, making money doesn't take time. So I went after expired listings and you know what? It worked. And you know what my mm. secret was? There was no secret. There's no special script. There's no special skill. I just made thousands of phone calls. And if someone didn't answer the phone, I would call that same number probably 80 to 100 times before I threw it in the trash. I mean, I would stalk these people. I was desperate. So now 90 days later, make about 120 grand. I moved from my garage, bought almost a million dollar house in Orange, Cal Orange County, California. And back then, so now I'm 21 living in this almost million dollar house, living in this nice area that I didn't grow up and thinking, man, I made it. Like I'm 21. I'm rich. I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm the smartest guy alive. Well, it turns out I wasn't the smartest guy alive. Uh, because, you know, so I, I, so I ended up buying the house and still going after expired listings. And then I was like, well, if I could do this, I just, I need to build a team and then the team could do this. So then I built a team, a lot of, a lot of failure in there, a lot of trial and error. They, and wasn't getting the results, but I was always making money. Um, so I was doing well. 
And then 2007 came around, I got crushed. You know, all my listings were sitting, the expired listings didn't want to reduce. By the end of 2007, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to pay my, my house payments, my car payments. So I ended up selling everything uh, I owned in 2007. I didn't short sell anything, but I sold everything. And I went from making all that money, living in a million dollar house, driving an Escalade and a BMW and a Brabus Mercedes down to nothing. I was completely out of money, sold my house, moved into a tiny little apartment in the not a great area with a roommate, couldn't afford a car. I had to go get, uh, I had to borrow a car from my dad. He gave me an old truck with big like rancher horns on the front with no air conditioning <laughs> in the middle of the summer. I'm like driving this boat. It was like an F-350, like triple super long bed. It looked like I was driving a boat. So like I was back to rock bottom. So rock bottom at 20, back to rock bottom at 26, 27. And I never quit. So for the next two years, kept calling expired listings barely getting by. It was so difficult. Then I started learning about short sales, started doing short sales. I did a short sale transaction, had a first lien, second lien, HOA lien, IRS lien, lien on the lien. Like this thing was a nightmare. <laughs> and it was like the wild west back then too with short sales. Like the banks had no idea what they were doing. Like there was no systems, there was no processes. It was like, please, please someone answer. And at the end, I did this deal. It took me 11 months. I got a check for about $7,000 um, after spending a year on it. I sold it to this investor. He painted it, <laughs> mowed the lawn, put it back on the market, sold it for like 130 grand more like a week later. And that's when it hit me. I was like, well, wait a minute here. I found the house. I negotiated. Mm. The deal. I did all the work. I found the seller. I found the buyer. I knocked on doors. I made seven grand. This guy made six figures. And that was the moment I realized I was on the wrong side of the equation. So then I was like, I need to be a house flipper. Well, to flip houses, you need money. And I didn't have any money. So, you know, naturally, I went to every single person I knew. And every single person gave me every single reason why I shouldn't do it, why I couldn't do it, why I would fail. Too risky. It's speculative. You're too young. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. But when someone tells me I can't do something, I really like to use that as uh, fuel to prove them wrong. I really, really do. Like when someone tells me you can't do it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I can do it because if someone else could do it, I can do it. So finally, I pitched someone that actually had money. He was a millionaire already. And he said, yes, it was. He's like, yeah, sure. You go find a deal. I'll partner with you. So the deal was pretty simple. On the first deal, uh, we went out and we bought the first one together. It was a condo for 115,000 bucks. We bought it at the auction. And I was the project manager. I was the contractor. I, I electrocuted myself. I burned my feet with acid, man. I did like everything wrong, but I moved lightning fast because I was there mm. like 16 hours a day working on this condo. Hold that thought for a second. Did you know I've been involved in developing and building hundreds of homes? And did you know that we take partner investors in our deals? If you want to learn about new opportunities that we have for real estate investors, Go to my Instagram account, it's the Dan Lesniak, and send me a direct message. Again, if you want to learn about my next opportunities for real estate investor partners, go to my Instagram at the Dan Lesniak and send me a direct message. Um, and at the beginning, so right when I bought the condo, I ended up going to the Mike Ferry Superstar Retreat. And in the very front row of that retreat is where the VIPs sit. So obviously, I was in the very back. <laughs> my friend, yeah, my friend was the uh, vice president of uh, Coldwell Banker and he, two seats opened up in the front row. So he texted me. He's like, hey, man, you want to come sit in the front? I was like, heck, yeah, I want to come sit in the front. 
So sat in the front and the night before Mike actually told us to go out and buy a dinner we couldn't afford and drink wine we couldn't afford and buy clothing we couldn't afford. So that's what I did. So now I'm on a high. I'm wearing a Zania suit. I, I was like a rock star the night before. I'm feeling like I'm on the top of the world. And then I, at the break, other people in the front row came up to me and my ex-wife. They're like, hey, who are you guys? We haven't seen you before. And then we started networking. Uh, and then I met this guy who was out of Palm Springs. And he told me that he had a local TV show. And he'd go to the grocery store and people would recognize him. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, it's cool to be recognized and you know have a local TV show. But what does that do? He goes, well, it builds my credibility. They see me on TV and then they want to work with me. And I was like, man, that is smart. So I didn't think much of it. We love Vegas and I'm still thinking about it. I'm like brand TV, brand TV. And, and it was like 10 o'clock at night. My ex-wife, uh, Christina, she's walking up the stairs. She looks at me. She's like, you coming to bed? And I was like, no, I'm going to get us a TV show. And she goes, starts laughing at me. She's like, what, what the hell are we going to get a TV show about? So then I had a moment. I was thinking, I was like, you know, we just bought a flip. So like, what if we flipped houses on TV? So she laughed at me, went to bed. I literally went on Google, LA Hollywood production companies. They came up, went to the websites and there was a tab called casting. What, what's your pitch? So I just sent my pitch. Hey, I want to flip houses on TV. Here's my bio. Here's what I've done. And then I went to bed, woke up the next morning. They called me and they said, yeah, send us a home video. So on that very first flip, I documented the process through a home video. And then we edited it and made like, you know, a, a home video, like 20 minute episode, sent it back to them. They loved it. Then they're like, we want to come out and do a professional shoot. And I was like, okay, this is getting serious now. So they came out, we did a professional shoot. They sent it out to all the networks. Nobody wanted it. So I was like, all right, well, that idea didn't work out onto the next idea. Cause I'm always trying a million different things. If you try a million different things, a couple of them are going to stick. So 10 months later, I get a call and the production company tells me that HGTV wants to do a pilot of a house flipping show. I wow. was like, hey. yeah, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I shot the pilot summer of 11 and we the pilot was done. It was sent off to the network. Everybody told me if you do get picked up for a show, the odds are very low and it's probably gonna take a long time before you get picked up. The TV, it's just slow. It must have been one or two weeks later, I get I get a contract in my email from HGTV wanting to film a house flipping show doing 13 episodes in 10 months on national TV. So the first instinct would be, oh, my God, how exciting, right? Celebrate. I had two problems. Mm. One, I didn't know how to flip houses. <laughs> two, I didn't have the money to flip 13 houses. That's so, a lot. Yeah. Deal flow on that too. Right. <laughs> yeah. And in, in, in that first year I, I would, I'd only done three and now they want me to do 13 in 10 months. I'm like, okay. So I called my lawyer at the time. Uh, and I was like, Hey man, like, well, what's the worst that can happen? He's like, well, <laughs> they can sue you. And I was like, well, I looked around my apartment. I was like, you know, they could have it. <laughs> they want to see what they can have. <laughs> so I signed this contract and just like they say, you know, I burned the boats, man. I went all in and, the second I signed that contract, I told myself, it does not matter what it takes. I will not fail. I will succeed. And I did it. And I did it through hard work. I mean, I was working every single day, you know, 14 to 18 hour days. I'm telling you, like I would work all day. I'd go home around 830 at night, eat dinner with my wife. And then at that point in time, I used to map out all the homes that were going into auction the next day. And then I could only buy vacant properties because we were filming them and I didn't have time to evict people. So from about 10 p.m. until 3 or 4 a.m. every night, 
I would drive all throughout Southern California, driving by the houses that were going to the auction the next day. And the reason I did that was to see if anyone lived there. So I looked for cars, I looked for grass in the driveway cracks, I looked for newspapers and flyers by the doors. And then if I thought the houses were vacant, I'd go to the auction and I'd bid. And here's what happened. I would work all day, I would drive overnight, I'd pick houses I wanna bid on, I'd get to the auction, I'd be like, okay, the most I can do on this one is 300,000. Okay, so I'm excited, opening bids 200, you know, 210, 250, I get to 300. The next guy goes 305, the other guy goes 310. Next thing I know, it sells for 400,000. So, well, how in the hell am I ever going to compete with this? Because I'm going against the funds. Right. But I, I couldn't fail. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this. So I literally just kept showing up, kept losing all day, every day, until finally a house came up. I bid on it and nobody else bid. And I got the house. And you know what I learned? You're going to get lucky. But the only way you're going to get lucky is if you take massive, massive action. So that's how I really kicked off the flipping business, driving, to, driving overnight, going to auctions, losing for weeks at a time, and then finally getting lucky. And then from there, I built out the business. And now, you know, I was buying short sales. And, and now we do marketing and digital marketing and TV marketing and all these different things. But back then, that's how I kicked it off. And and that was it. So we pulled off the first season of Flipper Flop, and that that show ran ten seasons. It was the most watched house flipping show of all times. And uh, now I'm shooting Flipping One Hundred One on HGTV, where I'm teaching people how to flip houses. Uh, and then also I'm in development of season one of my newest show called The Flipping El Musas, uh, and that's going to come out in March of uh, twenty three. Wow, it's such an amazing story. I think the coolest theme and thread through all of that is the importance of just getting those at bats, like staying in the game. Like you said, you know, you try a million things and a couple stick. What is it that you think you had that, you know, maybe some people struggle with where you just kept, you know, swinging the bat and, and, until something good happened? I put myself in a position where I had no other choice. Mm. That's, that's the bottom line truth. I had no other choice. I signed a contract I had to fulfill. Like if I didn't sign the contract, I probably wouldn't be where I am today because I never would have worked those hours, right? If I didn't go broke living in my mom's garage, I probably wouldn't have made all that money in a 90 day period. I was desperate. I had no other option. And when your back's against the wall and you have no other option but to find success, you're gonna, you're gonna become a new person. You're gonna become a new human and you just take massive action all day and you're hyper-focused on your goals. What did you learn in those early days that you think has helped you out throughout your career, specifically when you were at Cutco? Because Cutco seems to have produced, uh, as far as I can know, just people I've interacted with, they've produced a lot of really great salespeople. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is this. I learned something that is very, very simple. You're gonna get lucky. But the only way you're going to get lucky is if you take massive action. So I know if I called, if I talked to 500 expired listings, I mean, I could sound like an idiot on the phone, which I did at the beginning. Someone's going to say, yes, we're thinking about selling. I learned that I'm never going to convince someone that doesn't want to sell mm -hmm. their house to sell their house. Right. I learned that. So, so my job is to find the needle in the haystack. So when I'm on a phone with an expired, like it, if they're not going to sell, they're just not going to sell, which means I need to find someone that actually wants to interview a new agent, someone that still wants to move. 
The problem is people call expired listings and they, they contact five sellers and they all slam the phone on them and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. Well, no, you just didn't find someone that's motivated. Hold that thought for a second. Are you a new real estate agent looking to jumpstart your career? Or perhaps you are an experienced agent looking to build and scale and get to the next level. If you are, I've got great news for you. After building and scaling multiple real estate businesses, I am now taking my real estate team to all 50 states. In fact, it's going to be international. I'm going to offer cutting edge technology, training in lead generation, team building, investing, and additional opportunities to build revenue streams. If you are interested and want to learn more about this opportunity, send me a text message directly to my cell phone, 703-638-4393. Again, text me at 703-638-4393. What, um, what system were you using back then? Like, I, you know, were you, were you having to punch in all the numbers or? Yeah, yeah. this is old school. So when I started calling, <laughs> Yeah, I started calling, I think it was 2003, and it was all hand dialing, and I played a game out of it, you know, I would, I would try to dial as fast as I could, let it ring three times, as soon as that's done, I'd hang up, dial again as fast as I can, and I would just, you know, try to do this for, I would do this hours and hours, at least six to eight hours a day, I'd be dialing, on, dialing for dollars, um, and then as time went on, I, I then connected uh, through the mojo dialer, and then I had uh, the automation going, and I was calling three numbers at a time. Yeah, they think that nowadays, you know, people are spoiled almost when you think about how you started off. There's the triple line and auto dialers that plug into the CRM and you know, you can you can get a few hundred dials in an hour, right? And oh yeah. Uh, it's it's you know, so if if you're a real estate agent listening to this, uh, you know, you're you've got a much better opportunity than than you know, even a guy like like Tarek, because you, yeah. you can you can do this automatic automatically, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, and, and here's what I learned, right? Like if you're if you're an agent out there and you're trying to find success and you want to find it fast, here, here's the mindset. Don't think about money. Don't even think about getting listings. You got to think about one thing, okay? The one thing you got to think about is hitting your daily minimum contacts. And if you hit your daily mm. contacts, you're going to get listings. You're going to get buyers. You're going to get deals. But never think about that. The one, the one goal every single day should be, I'm going to talk to 50 people or I'm going to talk to 30 people and you can't leave work until you do it. I like that. The, the other thing that, that kind of made me think of that, you know, another advantage realtors, investors, people looking for homes to flip have now that you didn't uh, initially at least is social media, right? Like you can broadcast so much more information to so many more people and I feel like it's the same way, like high contact sport, right? The more content you put out there, the better. And it seems like some, some agents are like afraid of overposting, right? And, and they don't, yeah, no, they, 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 they don't, they don't do it enough. enough. And here's, here's the best thing about social media that I, that I teach people at homeschooled, um, you know, before, you know, lead follow-up calling sellers, you know, you know, you know, or not lead follow calling past clients, your sphere of influence. It used to kind of be, you know, a little uncomfortable, right? At least for me when I was young. So with social media, I tell people like, if you're a real estate agent and you sell a house to a client, you got to follow them on every social media they have. And every single time they post anything, you're going to like it and you're going to comment mm. because guess what? Not many people do. So when they look at who's paying attention to them, they're going to see, oh, it's, 
Tarek, he sold us the house, you know, a couple months ago. Congratulations, send them Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Birthday, right? Always be there for them and utilize social media. That's that's a really great idea. I think I think really you got to think of social media in three areas, three three activities, and two of them you need to do. One of them you need to avoid. <laughs> well, I think one is like just you said, you know, comment like all of, all of your clients, people you want to do business with. Um, you know, cause they, they like, they're flattered that you're interested in them. Right. So yeah. I think that's a good thing. And I think producing your own content, obviously. And then the, the third thing, which unfortunately I think this is where most people spend the time instead of the other two is, is consuming it. Right. I think there's the, the mindless, endless scrolling, right. That the people fall into a trap. So how, you know, how, how should people kind of create the system or discipline to focus in the productive use of this tool rather than the destructive use of it? Exactly. It's, and it's all about discipline, right? So it has to be in your daily schedule. Like I'm a big believer in a daily schedule. And if, if you're having a hard time with a daily schedule, then at least mm. book your schedule from 8am to 1pm. You got to commit to at least five scheduled hours a day. And in those hours, that's where all your prospecting should be going down. What do you think realtors and I guess, I guess investors as well, what should they be focused on uh, we'll call it from now till till early spring, right? There's a lot less transaction. Interest rates are higher. Uh, what what should their strategies be? What should they be looking at? So right now, I mean, if I was a real estate agent, you know, I'd be salivating over the expired listings that are about to come. So right now, with the the economy the way it is, and the recession, and inventory growing, and sellers coming off the market because they can't sell, well, there's a huge opportunity for expired listings. So. I think over the next 24 months, really focusing on expired listings is, is going to be incredible. Do you think that's going to lead to a lot of wholesale opportunities or? Oh, so flip, I'm talking flip, about the flipping. Real, like, oh, uh, the real, oh, that's more of the real estate agent side. If right. I was a real estate agent, I'd focus on expired listings. Uh, as a house flipper, I don't focus on expired listings. There's a reason why they don't sell. They're typically right. over. So if I'm trying to buy a house that didn't sell in the open market for 65, 70 cents on the dollar, the odds of me getting that are, are pretty low. Um, so for when it comes to the investing side, that, that's a completely different business. Do you, do you think this period is going to be more like 2008, nine, or do you think it's just kind of like a, a pause, cooling off, return to normal market? I've heard a lot of those different terms. Yeah, um, I don't think there's any way possible it's gonna be a 2008, 2009. I mean, that was the, the worst recession in history other than maybe the Great Depression, right? So is the US government gonna have back-to-back -back real estate recessions? I don't think so. I think they're gonna do whatever they possibly can to make sure we don't have that happen again. But do I think we're gonna go into a normal market? Do I think we're gonna see an adjustment in pricing? Yes, I do. What um, what different programs do you have available now? We were talking before the show, like it's it's so much more than, you know, just the show or yeah. um, the, the flipping, right? Like, so what, what, in case people haven't been keeping up, like what are all the different uh, businesses and ways you are teaching helping people these days absolutely so like like i said i'm passionate about real estate uh my favorite thing to do is coaching so uh one of the things i'm working on right now is my team over at exp realty and our organization is called the agency uh right now we have about 1200 agents and growing and if anyone out there wants to join the agency we'd love to have you 
Um, but within that, we have weekly trainings, weekly webinars. I do trainings on expired listings. We do trainings on you know working with buyers, and it's just so much support. So the goal there is to help and coach as many people as possible over live weekly Zooms and webinars, right? So EXP, the agency, love coaching real estate agents. And of course, there's no charge for that when I coach people. Um, and then for people that want to get into house flipping, uh, I have my online school called Homeschooled by Tarek, where we're teaching people how to flip houses. Uh, it's a wonderful group, great mastermind. We also have live events. Uh, and then my newest company, uh, TEM Capital, uh, this is for accredited investors. And I'm out there hunting for commercial deals every day. And if someone out there is an accredited investor and they want to partner with me on some deals, uh, they can check out TEM Capital. All right. So you've got a lot of a lot of different ways right now, you know, helping real estate agents, helping investors, um, helping people that have excess capital and not enough time to do it themselves. Right. Through, through, exactly. Uh, and then on top of all that, it's, I have my my original company, which is Targ buys houses. So if there are any off market deals, fixer uppers, distress sales, we love buying houses. So targbuyshouses.com is where you can reach me there. Well, I I love what you're doing. Love the information that you uh, were able to give our, our listeners and the motivation, inspiration from your story. I always like to end with a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire Q&A. Sure. All right. What is your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Ooh, my biggest piece of advice. When you want to quit, which you're going to want to quit, don't do it. Keep moving forward every single day. It's a game of inches and keep working, keep trying until you figure it out. Okay. So if you're getting frustrated, overwhelmed, it's okay. That's all part of the process. So take it easy on yourself. Understand it's a process. Do not quit. Keep it going and you will find success. What is the big, biggest mistake that you see experienced or seasoned real estate agents making? Ooh, the biggest mistake. Ah, let me think about that one. You know, honestly, I, I think I hate to say it, but a lot of the biggest mistakes probably ego. You know, mm -hmm. especially in the real estate industry, you know, you, you become a top producer, you start getting a lot of sales, you're walking around the office like a rock star, and all of a sudden you're feeling like you're on top of the world. Uh, we got to bring it back to the basics and remember what this business is about. And, you know, if someone's a top agent and they want to keep growing, they got to keep working. They got to keep coming up with new systems. They got to keep thinking like an entrepreneur, right? It's a never ending battle growing this business. What's something that you're doing now in, in any of your businesses that you weren't doing a year ago that you are very excited about right now? Hmm, something I'm doing now. Oh, uh, well, with homeschooled, we just got back to live events. Uh, so we had a summer school event, a back to school event. Uh, and then we just, uh, we're about to launch the, the next event here in, in my offices in California. I think it's going to be November 5th. Okay. Uh, if you had to start all over, you couldn't take your money, your fame, your connections, any of that kind of stuff with you. What's the first thing you'd go out and do? Wholesale real estate all day long. I, if I was 20 years old, I would go out there, wholesale real estate, build up a nest egg. From there, I'd start flipping houses and buying passive investments. All right. Last question here. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 
Ooh, 10 years from now. Well, by then I should have a 10 year old because my wife's pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Congrats. Uh, 10 years from now, you know, honestly, I, I plan on continuing to build my TV career. Uh, I'd like to get more into the entrepreneur space in the future. So more business shows uh, in 10 years. I like all my brands and all my businesses really build out. I'd love to own thousands of houses and thousands of apartments. And, and that's the goal. All right. Well, it's been awesome having you on the show. Super appreciative of your time. Uh, one last time, if people want to know how to connect with you or learn about the various things you're up to, best way or, or ways to do that. Sure. That's going to be on uh, social media. Instagram is probably the best. And it's at the real Tarek El Musa. Um, and then on Facebook, I think it's just Tarek El Musa. But if you find my account, you'll know it's me based on the following. So I know there's a lot of fake ones, but uh, the real Tarek El Musa is my Instagram. All right, Tark. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Super appreciative of your time again. And to all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with other people that will benefit from this amazing story, these amazing lessons as well. And we will see you next time. Real estate agents, I have built out a group in all 50 states in many different countries as well. And I'm looking for people that want to partner with me and get the benefit of not one, but two nationally recognized coaching programs to help grow your business. If you are ready to join me at EXP or wanna learn more information about it, I would be honored if you would send me a text message at 703-638-4393. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfast shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.